0: We're into Parsha's Nuso, and I have much new information today to share with you about the Parsha. this Parsha talks about the Sota, which I have discussed in other years, and um, you know she's beneath our dignity anyway to talk about one thing that's very interesting by the way about the sota I'm just trying to get this camera this not really the best situation here yeah the one thing about the um, The sota, that's very interesting, is, you know, the Sanhedrin at one point abolished the sota because the only way they can discern whether the sota is indeed guilty is if the husband is totally guiltless. And it got to a point where the the waters weren't working to test people. So they just said that they they temporarily um, at that time felt they had to abolish the whole practice of mesota because it only works, you know, to preserve a marriage that's pure. Which is very interesting, but that's not the subject of our discussion today. I just wanted to share it with you. What is the subject of our discussion today? We're going to mostly be talking about two topics, mostly hyper focusing on one: the Nazir, the Nazirite that decides to, you know, give up some pleasures of his life for uh, in order to become uh, a, a degree, achieve a degree of sanctification before Hashem. And we're also going to talk about the 12 leaders of every tribe, the Nasim, who were the first to bring, when the Mishkan was erected, they were the first people to bring their sacrifices. Now, let's talk about the Nazir. The Ramechel Bernbaum Zetzal, who was the Meshkiach of Tiferet Yerushalayim, tells us that in Tainas is Nazir is a very unusual occurrence. It's the only thing in the Gemara that can either be total opposites. There's no, there's a machlokas, whether it's commendable or condemnable to be a nazir. And there's no other such halacha in the Torah to be found. He says the thing that's next close to it is if a person has a dream on Shabbos, sometimes people make what's called a tanis halom. You know, they, they had a bad dream. So in the past people used to fast, you know, that it shouldn't happen to them, whatever bad dream they had. Um, Now, what if a person has a bad dream on Shabbos? Apparently, he's allowed to fast, but then he has to fast again during the week to atone for the fact that he fasted on Shabbos. So at least um, it's not so good, but it still can be rectified. And it also can be, it's also like one's bigger than the other. But either by another, you're either terrible or you're wonderful, which is very interesting so that's um, an interesting fact. We'll be getting more into that today. The uh, Rav Tzedekah Kain tells us, we uh, have first question from Rav Tzedekah Kain. He says, in the Torah, the Parsh of Nazar follows that of the Sota. Sotino know, is this woman that's, uh, that is unfaithful to her husband. And, um, you know, she, she supposedly, you know, um, the, uh, you know, she's unfaithful to some degree. This is, again, a woman who was warned many, many times to stay away from a certain person, and she did not listen to that thing, and she was alone in her room with him at least 18 minutes, and what happens is that um, if you were witness to this thing, if you were in the base to make this, they punished the sota, her stomach would a swell, and then she would die on the spot. And by the way, her lover, wherever he is, would die on the spot at the same moment. So you questions? You can post them, or you can ask me afterwards. But in any case, the the Sota has to, you know, uh, whoever witnessed the downfall of the Sota, Sota in when she's being punished, That's what Rashi says. The reason why they're juxtaposed next to each other, the Sota is before the Nazir in the Chumash. Is to tell you, if you were present in the base of Mignesh, when at one point they had brought a sotah to the base of Mignesh to test the waters, whether she was guilty or innocent, and um, she drank from this water, and she was indeed guilty, God forbid, you must now abstain from one. What's interesting, in the order of Mishnayah, as we the said somebody's something's not muted, just wanted to tell you that, um, but in the Mishnah, Nazir is before sota. Why is the order? You know, the Chumash, the Rashi tells the big lesson. You see a Sota, you have to refrain from drinking, because perhaps that's what brought her to this whole thing. Is by, you know, when you get loose and whatever, then you know these these kind of things can occur. Uh, but why is it in the order of Mishnayos we learn about the Nazir first before Sota? Another question. Uh, here we have the uh, you know, here's a person that's supposedly, um, you know, we're supposed to abstain from this world, but we're supposed to enjoy this world. It says a person's going to have to give a din over all the pleasures of this world that he didn't appreciate. So uh, if a person sees this sota, his intellect is not enough right here. And he, you know, it, and, and he, he sees this sota, he's, he's inspired by this. Uh, you know, th- th- this shows there's some kind of weakness in his sanctity. Deserve Michal Bernbaum. The fact that he encountered this woman, this Sota, there's a weakness in him, and that he has to immediately ishki he should take upon himself Naziris. But the Eben says it's Nazir L'Kim Al Rosho. It's called a Nazir. Nazir means abstinent or something to turn away from something. But Nazir, which is the same, which is the same shorash, the same root, means he has a crown on his head. So, if you're afraid, you're going to turn to wine and you're abstaining because you're afraid of all this temptation. But on the other hand, you're considered, you have a crown. The Ebenezer says, Asad, it says, Ish it's, it's amazing if a person takes upon himself to abstain. Why? Because uh, Ebenezer says, because most of these people run after their desires. And here's a person abstain from his desires and that's why he deserves to wear a crown he's amazing he's you know so that's the contradiction with Naziris on one hand the person who witnessed you know somebody even in their downfall and you, you you see wine and all this don't you know don't you may fall yourself somehow you may stumble even in this punishment you have to do something you can't assume this thing the downfall of the wicked it's enough just to walk away you learned your lesson for today person has to do something or it's not gonna stick and he has to abstain. But he did a davar Like, what's the, you know, and it says, Vayasa Zela, Vodas Hashem. To turn away, just for the service of Hashem to do this is an amazing thing. Is it amazing or not? How do we understand it? Third question we have is, person, what is he doing as a nazar that's so amazing? 30 days, he doesn't take a haircut, doesn't drink wine, and he doesn't uh, contaminate himself with the dead. What is so amazing that makes him a you know, Yafli and a Nazir? A Nazir Kaval or show? What is the great thing about him that he has to, that makes you know, that makes a Nazir so remarkable? And then the uh, we find that there's this famous story from R' Shimon Sadik. He once saw a Nazir from the south, and he asked him, "My son, why are you abstaining from this world? What's your reason for becoming a Nazir?" And he said. Rebbe, I, I once, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a shepherd and I once looked into my image in, in some type of water and I saw how handsome I was. And he said, he said, uh, you know, Russia, why are you looking at, why are you having Gaiva? Why are you being egoistical in a world that isn't yours? So Sada kissed him on his forehead and he said, many Nazirim, all the nazirim should be like you. What was so unusual about this Nazir that was so fantastic? And the last question we want to ask today is the Nassim, the great leaders of the Jewish people of every tribe, including Nakhshan ben Nadav and people like that, they each brought a Korban when the when the Mishkan was inaugurated. And doing this for someone who said I have to be centered. Right? Okay. In any case, the um, so the, the, uh, the, the Mishkan, when it was inaugurated, each Nasi brought a korban, brought a sacrifice. But every single sacrifice was, was identical. In fact, they say it's not so very long. They keep reading every detail of every single korban, and every single one is totally identical. Why? The Torah doesn't waste words. Why are we hearing 12 identical versions of what each person brought as a korban? So those are my five questions for today, and let's come across with some great answers and hopefully a lot of life-changing thoughts here about um, our the way we should approach the service of Hashem. Okay. First of all, Tzedekah Cohen, just the preface. Tzedekah Cohen tells us when we see, well, it's not even a preface, it's an answer, but to, to, to preface our answers, let's start with Tzedekah Cohen. I'm discombobulated because my grandson just left, like, in our thing, and he was here for nine weeks, and uh, it, was, it was all these things to, in my mind, the last second before I taught, so I'm not fresh yet. In any case, so we have those five questions, right? Now, first answer that we could give to a little small approach, what Siddhartha kind says, even though Nazir follows Sota to teach us, even if we see the downfall of the wicked, we should abstain, right? Because we should learn from that. You know, take a lesson, but do something. Make concretize that, that feeling of when we felt amazed about something, whatever that amazing feeling is, and make something of it so it'll stick with us. But he says that in actuality, in the order of Mishnayas, we find that Nazir uh, precedes Sota. The reason for this is to tell you that nothing that we see in our life is coincidence. Everything is predestined. You know, if, if why did you end up at the base of this to see this site of this sota in her downfall yet? Because you were, there must be something small with you in this area that you have to abstain from wine for a short time. Now Again, a Nazir could be a Nazir any time, by the way. It doesn't have to be just the people present with the sota. But a Nazir, um, in it, particularly if he sees a sota, should abstain from wine. That's the point of it. But there's no coincidence, you know, when we see something happen, Hashem is always talking to us, and we're supposed to take lessons from what we've just witnessed. <laughs> Look what we've witnessed this last week in the world. The world is burning. Like here, you know, instead of people learning a lesson, our lives are so fragile, and that... Um, You know that 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 that, you know people's lives. People are are just not caring about others' property and lives, and fires and looting and robbing and stealing and breaking and you know plundering. It, It 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 shows that humankind, if they don't keep themselves in check, can get to the worst thing. They have to. We have to. We have to control ourselves. We have to. We have to do something. And a Jew especially is 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 told you have to rise above your normal self, and you have to become something different. And that's something to think about. You know, we, we've been raised, this gen, our generation, and surely the generation under us, we haven't had to keep Torah with difficulty until recently. And even that, compared to, you know, you think of the Holocaust, it's not so much difficulty. But we had, like, Torah, you know, everyone went to Beis base, uh, schlepped you on trips and Lag Bomer events and, and plays and all kinds of things to encourage children to to become from a yin, and boys also, you know, had their own, like, you know, different things that they, 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 you know, that helped them in their pursuit. Now, what we have to do as adults is we're no longer on cruise control, and we have to know that we have to take certain actions. But interestingly enough, for Shum, Shum Pink, as itself tells us, we have time to see him, None of them, they do identical actions. You think at such a moment, they're all consecrating the Mishkan. You think what they're going to do now is they're going to they're going to each do something unique in Avaita Hashem. That's the way to serve Hashem with your uniqueness. Why did they not do so? What greatness is achieved, in fact, in copying everyone else? When we make great decisions, that's what makes us great. So why is this so great? That the nasiim did identical stuff. So Shimshim Pinkus tells us. Very famous Ramban, is you know it. Ramban tells us the reason why every korban was identical is to teach us the main event here was the thought each nasi put into his korban, his thought. That's a re- that makes you know we are a religion of action, right? Contrary to other religions who place so much of their um, stress on thoughts. Now we do it on actions. However, however, the purpose of actions is to inspire us to thinking. We have to keep six hundred thirteen commandments, and those are springboards. Actions speaks louder than you know words, <laughs> and it's not it's not just lip you know lip service. And we are supposed to do specific actions. Actions. Like Rav Victor Miller says, a person should lie. Should lie if somebody asks you, How is your day? Rather than complain, a person should say, wonderful. Try to focus at that moment to not lie, of course. to think about something that's good. Unless you need someone to daven for you, we're supposed to lie with our actions because the more we say how good things are, hopefully it'll internalize simcha in our lives. But the Nesim, specifically, if you want to, to learn a lesson in Torah, about what should all these actions do for us, the main thing Hashem is gauging is what is your kavanah? What is your particular, what thing are you particularly thinking when you do this mitzvah? not. Okay. Now, what are you trying to think when you do this particular mitzvah? Apparently, every single one of the shvatim had his own particular thoughts and it very much followed his tribal leanings, according to the Ramban. You know, like, like National was thinking of things of Malthus and, but you know, I'm not a general way, but each one was supposed to represent Malthus. Each item he brought represented something to him. Each person has different thoughts when he davens. Each moment we have is a different moment. And it's not like the moment before. But. You know, a person, what makes us different than an animal. All animals can do actions, too. And, in fact, they do them better than us. A horse can schlep better than us. You know, I'm not saying they can cook better than us, but that's a creativity <laughs> thing. You know? But um, they. Someone, someone's not muted, but I enjoyed your laugh anyways. Thank you. But um, the. Um, I wish I could talk to all of you, but if we all unmute, then we're all going to be who knows what. Then we won't hear anybody. So, anyways, the... Um, the 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 what's it called the the animals are stronger than us animals are faster than us that's for sure Uh, an important lesson on a practical level to really serving hashem the main thing after 120 he's looking for is not just how many mitzvahs we did but how did we do them what kavana did we have you know i've mentioned this some somewhere in the past it says (laughs) godal hamatsuvah v'osa memisha eno mitzvah it's greater to be somebody that's commanded and fulfills what he's supposed to be doing than someone that does extra credit. Now, somebody that does something that it has to do, you'd think that's not brownie points. That's just doing what you have to do. No, because when you're doing what you have to do, your intention at that moment is I want to serve I want to serve my creator. So the focus then does not become on the action and me and my independence and how great I am. The action then becomes focused on what are my thoughts? Everybody can do things. That doesn't mean how, that doesn't show greatness. Greatness is reflected with what was our kavana, What was our personality? What did we put in? It's more pure when a person puts thought into something. That's what makes you unique. You know, everyone really, you know, like people think the uniqueness, let's say, is in dress. You know, I have these, the the way I have a a signature look, the way I want to look. Or people wonder, why does Jews have to dress like penguins? Why the men look like penguins and the women, you know, especially in the firm world, the real firm world, you see, they look more or less, you know, we're all the same. There's no uniqueness. And the reason for this is the less we focus on the external, the more the focus then turns to the internal. Who am I inside? Like what am I, the internal world is the world Hashem wants us to build in in our lives? It's and that's built through actions. That's not a, it's not a question, but those actions are supposed to lead a person to the point where internally there's a world built, and that's what we have now. Like look, we're all in the same boat more or less. People with different challenges of all types but what are we going to do internally in our world? How are we going to change the internal world that we have, the world of, of thoughts? That's really, you know, that, that shows our independence. Again, we don't have to, it doesn't matter. I don't have to look different to feel good about myself. I have to think different. You know, the makshava, my makshava is uniquely mine. And even if you think being l'shem shemaim, let's say, like we said, Godal and Suva it's greater to be someone that does something he's commanded to do and something he's not commanded to do. It sounds like it's such a rote thing to be that you're just you're just following through with what everybody else does. No, because you're in your situation and you're uh, whatever it may be. Take, you know, too much time on your hands or too little time on your hands, too much space, too little space. We're all locked in. That's what we all do. We all have little independence, but that little independence we should use to give us. There's an independence from the lack of independence. A person can think, I'm not going to let this situation bring me down. I'm not going to let I'm going to be independent of this challenge that I have right now. That's what counts in the Vodos Hashem. How do we rise to the occasion? What's my Kavana? That's what made the seem so unusual, that they had this, the independence is in your mind. You don't have to react like the script says. You can be above the reaction. That's what counts in our service of Hashem. Rev Nassim Sichas Vagel Vav, Very famous. We've mentioned this before but I thought it fits in beautifully with our thought here. It says about Moshe, but he brings a little different than what I've said in the past so I do have it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's, it's not this one. One second, please. It is not, um, it's a Gemara. Let me just see where it is. In Gemara Shabbos. It says that we're going to have a different explanation than we've given in the past. There are three things that Moshe did on his own volition. One, he decided to separate from his wife. Number two, he broke the Ten Commandments. And number three, that he, um, he made his own uh, decision about when the Torah should be given, which is pretty monumental. Now, why did he separate from his wife? Because when the Hashem commanded the Jewish people, um, before Mount Torah, separate from your wives for three days because you're going to be hearing my voice. I'll respect to the Shekinah. Uh, he said, look, Hashem is coming to me every day. This is after Mount Torah. Hashem is coming to me every day. I should have this thing that I should have other interests besides Hashem. So he made his own decision without any cons- consultation with Hashem. He decided, to separate from his wife, breaking the luchos, Moshe Rabbeinu made his own conclusion that the uh, he said that you know Hashem destroys those that you know we're supposed to destroy idolatry and here is you know and and, and it says the um, Hashem said uh, in many places that um, one second I just want to find the exact quote. Yeah, it says what about Pesach, a ben nechar, a non-jew cannot eat from korban pesach. Moshe said, they're acting like of right now. They're serving the calf in whatever level it was that the 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 lower levels of Qlister were serving it actually and then most of Qlister was just needing that type of benefit of the calf, of its kabbalistic benefits. In any case, he, uh, you know, he said if the torah says that uh, ben nechar cannot eat from the carbon pesach how can they get the torah if if they're serving other gods so he decided on his own to break the luchos and then the third thing is when it came time to give the torah this is really first of all but it's mentioned last um it says You should hayom u'machar you should whole, you know prepare yourself today and tomorrow he says, today is like tomorrow, just like tomorrow includes a night. Today includes a night, so we have to add on an extra an extra day for Kabbalah Satora. And it ended up that the Torah, which was meant to be given on the 6th of Sivan, was given on the 7th of Sivan. How could it be that it says, Moshe added on an extra day in his own mind? And not only that, it's even a stronger question. Because we say, it says, Yom HaShishin. It doesn't say Yom Haravii. All the days of creation, it says, you know, their corresponding day, Yom Rishon, Yom Shemi. When it got to Yom Hashishim which we say in Kiddush, which is interesting, because, you know, why do we start off, what's the sixth day? It's the seventh day we're making Kiddush on. Because the whole world was dependent on the day we would get the Torah, the sixth of Sivan. But instead, Moshe gave the Torah on the seventh of Sivan, which... In Eretz Yisrael, you don't even keep Shavuos on the seventh of Sivan, and we are all keeping Shavuos derisa on the day we didn't get the Torah at all. So we gave out the other explanations other years, but here's the explanation of Nisan Vachol. He says, first of all, Moshe didn't do anything from his own mind. All of it was an idea of, it's called um, uh, kal v'chomer. You know, it was a fortiori argument that he. Thought Hashem did this in this circumstance, so I have to do this. Hashem did this in this circumstance, so I have to do this. This is what Moshe uh, thought to himself, right? So the, what we can infer from all this, the, uh, if Moshe gave all these things to, um, you know, he made these inferences, why, what's, the, what's the importance of this? Why, what do we learn from this? Why did this have to be done this way? even though it was inferences, but why did Moshe do things he was not told? Why didn't he consult with Hashem in these three instances? And these were very important instances, like to separate from his wife that caused Miriam to get all upset, and to, to break the luchos, obviously, and then to make Shavuos a different day. So the Masil Hashem tells us that the, the purpose of, the really we're supposed to be Anegal Hashem, the purpose of this world is to bask, in Hashem's glory. Hashem wants to give to us. He wants us to to feel elevated, inspired. He wants us to be b'simcha tamid. And he has a world to come for that. But the way to get to that world is through this world. And this world, what's going to perpetuate, propel us into getting and having the situation is going to be Torah Mitzvahs and to be Omei B'Nisayom, to overcome our challenges. That's how we're going to get that. And says Rav that Hashem didn't want us to feel like we're getting a handout, right? So he gave us this world with all of its challenges and all of the mitzvahs we have to perform, despite all the odds, we're going to get reward. Do you know what the greatest thing is when a person makes choices? Many of us, you know, from childhood, we were, this is rote already. Anytime we do something, not from rote, but from our own volition, not only are we emulating the creator because our creator does everything with choice, free will. Our creator does, have, okay, everything's free will by Hashem. And that's that's Bechira, that shows a, um, that's an element of being independent of this world. <coughs> we Jews are called Mamleches Kohanim Ba'ogoi Kadosh. The Kedusha we have is that we can transcend this world. Moshe Rabbeinu had to exercise This aspect of free will of transcending in order to be able for posterity to make these, to make the day of Shavuos. That's the Matan Torah is dependent on our Kabbalah Torah. It's dependent on our choices that we make. It's not enough to just do things in this world. The independence of a human being, the Kavana of a human being, of making choices, of, of resisting impulses and doing what's right. That's where we get all our brownie points. It's not in actions per se, like Rashim Shemsham says, the actions are not, you think, people think they want to do extra actions to make them feel good. Look, I did more than I'm supposed to do today. <coughs> that lasts for a few moments. What really is lasting by a person is when he can make right decisions. When that person can overcome something that's not being told to him and he just, overcomes, he makes choices that are right. And, and that is the kavana that's most necessary for a person to exist in this world, as was demonstrated by Moshe. When we do something without being told, even though being told is very important, but we make the right decisions. We do something that doesn't seem like easy. It's not something that's straight right there, put it in our lap. Something we overcome ourselves, that's when we gain the most points. Say even though, you know, it said that he had kfitsa haderach When he had his famous dream with the ladder, he uh, he slept in the pace of the and he said, you know, it was it was amazing. But Shem gave him kfitsa haderach He had to go. Uh, he took a, a, a three-day journey in one day. When he said the words, "Is it possible?" I passed the place, my forefather's Davin dance, and I'm not going to be there. So Hashem made it in one day. All of a sudden, there he was without knowing he was in the Makama Mikdash. He achieved the three-day goal in one, but it came, it first began with Yaakov pushing the button of, I have to do something. I have to push myself. I have the contention of overcoming myself. And then, and, and same thing, we find there's it's hinted in several places. Mordecai, for example, tzaddik, when he saw unusual occurrence that Esther seemed to be chosen as the queen, he was every day walking back and forth by her palace. He said, Hashem is talking to me. He's telling me something. I have to act on that. I, ha- I can't just let it go. I have to make a move now. I don't know what the move will be, but we have to make efforts. I have to try. I have to have the kavanah. That I'm going to exercise my free will. We find with Dov and Amalek, when he was a youngster and he was going to fight with Goliath, HaMelech asked him a question Who are you? You're this little guy. You're going to fight the enemy, arch enemy of the Jewish people. And he said, You know what? Hashem put in front of your servants. I had an opportunity where I was standing and there was a bear and there was a lion and Hashem made it that I miraculously conquered them. I think that's a sign for me that I should be the one to make this decision. See, they, he, he just, on his own volition, he decided he's going to fight Goliath. But Hashem gave him the tools. Hashem gave him the hints. But to make our own decision, to show exercising our free will is what Hashem wants us to do. He doesn't want us to just go with the, the flow and go with the program. We are supposed to do our own independent things, but they don't necessarily have to look any different. It's just the mashava in your mind that you went above something you could have done and you did something else. That's where we get all a reward. And today we have a Yiddishkeit, which is so easy to keep and then so much abundance. But this is the challenge that we have. Can we do without it when it's important? For Torah, particularly, we had Shavuos just now. Torah meat requires efforts. For Bears, Reshiva commented, they said, every time he gave a she'er Torah, he had to change his clothes afterwards because he would sweat so profusely from the efforts. It's the effort that counts by us. It's the effort to kavanah, to overcoming. That's what Hashem is looking for. He's not looking for just rote stuff. He's looking for us to exercise our free will and to rise above. Now, but we find so. I Let's just uh, in the it's like midterm here. We're going to just say what we've said so that it, it could be up and down the nazir. We don't know yet. We're going to say more about it. But we've mentioned that the nazir has both elements of it could be a very positive thing that you exercise free will, and on the other hand, it's a negative thing that you've that uh, you've you know had to re- regard yourself as having to refrain from this world, but anytime we do do something to go above our circumstances, that's really the greatness of a human being. And the Kavana of the Nisim, the fact that the Nisim each brought something different, but the thoughts they had were uniquely different, that's really what counts by Hashem. Is our Even though actions bring us to these thoughts, the thoughts are very, very important. And each thought of a person, just in his circumstance, his personality, his himself, you know, he shouldn't, and he shouldn't see things as coincidental. The nazar that, that becomes a nazar because he happened to see a sota. When we're given certain things in the world, we have to rise ourselves up to greater things, you know, than what the world is around us. Like this is the proof of what we see on the street today. That there, look what, look what all their great civilization has done for them. All the universities and all the training and all the it's making people act momish like animals. It's, it's like. But you know, we as Jews should not, should distance ourselves as much as possible from the other nations of the world in as many ways as possible. Because look at what it brings, look at what does to us. Look what becomes of these people. Okay, it's not the average guy looting on the street. But the unrest and the the way the whole world is like falling apart in so many ways shows us that we have to really transcend and try to be independent of the rest of the world. Now, Ravach tells us, what was Shimon and so impressed of when he saw this Nazir? When he heard the Nazir say, Russia, why are you being proud of yourself, egoistic of your beauty? There's a handsome man, your beauty in a world that's not yours. And then he said, oh, there should be many Nazirim like you in Israel. Usually, when a person decides, uh, makes the decision, when we have to overcome, this is very important. Thing, there's a very, very point that attaches to all this. And that point is, once we make a decision, that decision should be maintained as much as possible. Here, he had a good reason. He said, I'm not abstaining because I have a sudden urge that I'm going to control myself like many other Nazira maybe would do. Like, I feel like today I want to be, I'm going to be extra holy. I'm going to just put on extra different kind of spilling today, or I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. That's not the brownie points behind Hashem necessarily. The brownie points is what I am doing. Is my whole machshava going with me? Is my um, I'm, Am I maintaining what I can do? Is it staying with me? Is it sticking with me? I don't want to go above my Madrega. Am I doing what's right for me? Because a lot of Nazirim, in fact, at the end, they resent the Kabbalah and they go back to their old selves. Our purpose is to rise above, uh, you know, prison became a Nazir. They have to, they have to find themselves and um, maintain what they've done. You have a sudden enthusiasm. You know, <laughs> Rav Bach said, most people cannot abstain from this world for too long. You know, uh, totally. Now we're not supposed to, that's not, Nazar is not our ultimate, but the, it's an ultimate in, we can't be Meshubbid. We can't be enslaved to this world. We have to rise above it. That's the idea of exercising free will, be above this world. Rav Bach said he wants that met a person that was like counting the minutes for after from after shabbos when he could smoke and this is when smoking was permitted or not you know yet given its title of being such a danger uh he said people would say oh my gosh i don't know if i can live to a tom's mom i don't know if i could live the 72 minutes abstain from cigarettes you know people have a sudden enthusiasm in a lot of things think of us on yom kippur sudden enthusiasm we're going to abstain from this that and the other and all of a sudden, can we maintain it? It's hard to maintain something that we've had this enthusiasm about. We want to raise, rise above ourselves. He says, for example, Avram Avinu by the Akeda. You know, um, a lot of crazy terrorists, he say, are willing to kill their sons. You know, so that, does that mean that they're Avram Avinu? No, what shows Avram Avinu was after the Akedah, when Hashem says, put down your knife. I, I told you it was just a test. I am just think if you're how much you're willing to stick with me. Avram Viner said the season ayal, and he says, "Can I slaughter this?" You know, and Hashem says today we find the ayal that's, that's that's stuck in the in the thicket, and Hashem says, "Take this ayal, bring it to an olah." And the Medrash Han Kuma tells us that every step of the way, Moshe Rabbeinu, I mean Avram Viner was saying Hashem yihirat some, As I as I slaughter this as, should it be as if I gave you my son? As I take off its skin, let, let it be as if I took off the skin of my son. As I see the blood, let it be as if it's the blood of my son. Like that, to that degree I wanted to concretize Hashem to this degree I want to give myself to you. It was, the concretizing is such a hard thing, you know, for a person to do that, if, if Simcha Zizel said one year Shoshana, he was so elevated thinking about Malchias, Sichronos, Shofros. Thinking about how Hashem, you know, watches everything we do, and He's really the Melech, and he rem- and, and and that um, we want to we want to improve ourselves in our lives. And he was very inspired. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, his Rebbe, turned to him and he said, "I see you're very inspired, but don't forget you have a Yetzirah. Don't forget during the year you're going to have to put this into action, put this into place. Most Zerim could not do this. This person personally did it because he saw." He had, he could have terrible guy about his looks and it could bring him to sin. So he says, you know what, I'm going to grow my hair and I won't style it. I'm going to just, and then at the end, I'll have to shave it. You know, I'm going to either grow it out to the point where it's ugly. And then I'm going to shave my hair, shave it all off, you know, at the very end. So he says that type, what you're doing for the right reason, that's different. You're, you're maintaining something and you have an objective here. It's not just a, a temporary enthusiasm from something. And slichas, this thing with Avram Avinu, it's Avinu, if there's a, there's a, 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 a P, from the P from the slichas, but Zedek NeKad, he was he was put up on the akeda with justice. Benishchats muro Ayal, and instead of him put in his place was slaughtered the Ayal. That that the the the, um, the ram was so significant because he maintained that enthusiasm, and that's hard. That's the hard part is the maintaining. The uh, you know, it says that when a person is magayer, when a person has to convert, they're being—they're to- first told a whole speech. I was witness to it. I had a lot of converts in my past, and um, I mean, it's so moving. The whole—they're—they're they're in the mikvah. Based in cannot, by the way, see them. They don't see them like improperly dressed or anything like that. But they're in the mikvah, and the rabbanim call through from the doorway. they say to them, do you know that you know beforehand? If you, if, you know, you could eat on Yom Kippur, and if you do now, you're high of Kares, and all the punishments for not keeping Shabbos, and it's very moving, you know, they tell them, do you know now how, how Kosher is so, you know, you're, you're hurting your soul, defiling your soul, and how, how sinful it is, all the big onshim, and eating a Pesach, you know, Chametz, and all these kind of things. And then they start talking about, you have to give up, Like, that's such a, you know, <laughs> anticlimactic. But those are, the halachas, what you're supposed to do. in, in, in the, the Rambam says that's what you're supposed to tell the gear. First, the really harsh mitzvahs and averas, and then you tell them about the minor ones, tzedakah. Why? So because the, uh, this is the idea of psychologically, you know, it's very easy to give up your life. But <laughs> some people say about money, it's an andrevelts. Like Rav Scheinberg used to say, Kim Segel says an andrevelts comes to money, people all of a sudden have a different hashkafa, you know, giving up your life for Hashem, yes, but money is different, as an aside, with box was at a short time was based in, and he would, you know, try to dissuade a country, he once told them, you know what this is like, the analogy is, it's like, you either can become a millionaire now, like by being a Jew, you'll get much more mitzvahs, much bigger olam haba, or you could go totally bankrupt, <laughs> that's what he used to tell me, he said, he told one woman this, this thought, you know, to like really scare her off. And this woman ended up clinging, and she he ended up he told me sent her to a base in an aristocrat at the time, and she became a guiarist because um, now he says that people are running, you know, they get all excited about things. Even let's say he said with baseball, he once asked somebody, why are you getting you putting all your effort into hitting that ball? Like, why are you doing that? The person says, because I love to, I really love it. But that person is in love with his Titus. He just likes the thrill of the baseball, you know. Every, to, to be freed from your tideless is, is a very unusual occurrence. It's not it's not normal. It's not average. It's it's, it's so a an, anyone who can abstain from something, it doesn't have to be something big. Something small. That's that's the big thing. The big thing is the small things. The, to take a once in a lifetime plunge, it's a big thing to give up your life. Al kedosh Hashem, and they're kedoshim to you. Like they're really those are really holy people. We know that, but Hashem chooses the ones that were always. Exercising this element in their life, in the little ways, the people that were dying, they're like Rabbi Kiva. When am I going to be- finally keep b'chol Sha? Those are the people that got the kedushin to you, but it's through their thoughts that really brought them to this moment of kiddush Hashem. The uh, it, so, what do we run one to? You know, we, are we are we rising above our desires? You know, that's that's a thing that you know, as Americans, North Americans, it's a it's a very you know, concept that's foreign to the North American mind when everything's focused on pleasure. Everything's about pleasure. And we want life to be happy because we want to keep ourselves the how we have. To keep that balance is very hard. That on one hand, we're going to give ourselves pleasure so we don't give up in life. On the other hand, to realize that this is the world. When he said, Russia, Lama, Ba'olam she'ena Shalak. Why are you Why are you being so uh, egoistic about a world that's not yours? Like his focus, he already saw that this is the world, the temporary world, the world to come was his main focus. That's a real kavana. Kavana is what counts. Like we see by the Nassim. and the kavana though that each person can be different in their their way, but it's it's overcoming yourself. That that's where we get the real reward from. You know, and and and, and Moshe Rabbeinu even his is an instruct instruction for us and how to receive the Torah is we have to put some of ourselves into it. But it's, it's our bahira, our choices that we make every moment, that we make a proper choice in the things that are hard for us, that's what makes us rise above the average person in this world, and that's what makes us Mamlechus koanim We don't succumb to lowliness that most people succumb to. Even the great leaders of the world, when you keep hearing about all their foibles and the, the, the times they fell, these are great leaders with everything in their life, Yet a great leader is Moshe B'Yitzra, a person that can overcome himself. That's the greatest, and that's what we're here for, to be bin B'Nasayim. That's our purpose of creation, and we're supposed to think about that. We're supposed to see life, see the coincidences in life that Hashem is talking to us, and rise above ourselves, and that's what's very important. Rabbi, Rabbi Vox mentions that when he was in Shanghai with the Mir yeshiva, he, it said if, if a Haskell Levenstein, who was the, the great holy Rav Haskell, overcome his desires every moment of his life, which we can only aspire to, because this is a man, everything he drank, ate, said, was all pre-thought out, was what's going to bring me to a Vitas Hashem, and what's going to take me away from a Vitas Hashem. That's how Rav thought 24-7. Anyways, we find that when they got to Shanghai and Rav Haskill saw people pulling people on a rickshaw, he couldn't bring himself to sit in a rickshaw. He says, what? This man, a man is not a horse. How could I let a human being pull me? And then when he saw how these non-Jews acted, he said, look, it says, Sus ramavayam, that the man and his horse and his chariot both fell into the water. Some people think they're on the same level as an animal. And this, even a non-Jew is supposed wow. to rise above this to a certain degree but many of them don't and this is the idea that's supposed to be for sure unique to the Jews and for sure even a non-Jew Salomelo came is supposed to know certain things and rise above he's not just a horse with add on top you know we're we're different Bria. we're created on the sixth day we're not created animals we're created before us we're supposed to be above all these type of things Ibn Vaklova tells us also we find that the whole idea of using, utilizing your free will and your Kavana and how much it counts, especially by a Nazir. A Nazir is somebody who made like a netter. Now, we're not supposed to, we're not here saying that people should make Nazirim, no, but there's a lesson inherent in the Nazir. Two famous Nazirim from birth were Shmuel Hanavi who, uh, and Shkimshan even mother refrained from things during her pregnancy, so, Shem, Shem should be from birth. I'm sorry. Um, for birth, uh, Hannah just said he's going to be, kol yamav, He's going to be for God. It wasn't a Nazar, per se, but she made a type of a netter that I swear, like a Nazar makes a certain vow that he's going to abstain from these things, she made a vow that she is going to uh, have her son dedicated only to Hashem. Kol yam, and that's exact words. They now, both these people have a common denominator Shimshon and Shmuel Hanavi. Interesting. He mentions, Rav um, Nussin mentions in the Bracha of Yaakov, at Berchas Yaakov, Parshas Beichi, we're told, mm-hmm. Dan will judge his people like one of the tribes of Israel. What's the one? So, two explanations. One is like the unusual tribe, which was Yehuda, that was the kings. Dan, in some ways, is going to be like a king. And it's another explanation is He's going to be like the, the one and only in creation. That means Hashem. How is Dan like Hashem and how is he like Yehuda? And, of course, you must have all heard that when he was giving this bracha, he referred to Shimshon. How is Shimshon so unusual? Shemshin was totally independent. We're talking now about, he said by the museum, doing all the same things, but it's your thought that counts. It's a thought you put into something. We're talking about the uniqueness of a person is in their, rising above their situation. That's what makes you unique. Not unique in that, that we wore a different necklace than everybody else, so our chandeliers have to be bigger. But the uniqueness is that we are doing something that doesn't go like the script. Shimshon was always surrounding himself with the plishtim, Philistines. Now, we don't have time. I, I gave classes on Shimshon. I remember giving like a two thing on the, the, the book of uh, this whole story of Shimshon. But the main thing was that he was with non-Jews day and night, and he did not learn an iota from them. And not only that, he was out to kill them because he felt at that time the main mission was to get rid of the plishtim to redeem the Jewish people. Now, he, so th- this is what he did. He did totally, he, t- and, 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 and Yaakov even thought he would be Mashiach. When he said, Lishuwascha Kedisi Hashem, he was referring to Shimshon. He thought Shimshon and they say Shimshon could have been Mashiach, because he took all of this world and he abstained from, he arose above it. He did not need this world. And with Delilah, that's a whole other discussion, but again, he did it Lisham Shemaim. Now, Hanavi also was from a nether. He didn't take from anybody. It said he never took even uh, anything. The, the oil he used to anoint the kings was his own oil. Everything was his own. He didn't take from anyone in the community anything in order to uh, do all the nevuos that Hashem told him to do. The biggest level is to be totally independent. Beniska Hashem levado, to be alone, to be above this world, Right? Now, but interestingly enough, both came from a netter. What does that show us? He says, A netter shows us that you don't trust yourself. You can't come to get greater in the Vodas Hashem. We talk about abstaining. We talk about choices you make to, you know, to go above this world, to rise above this world, to transcend this world. That will not come unless a person realizes he can't do it without help. We call this a resolution. Like in Yom Kippur, what really does something to change us are the teeny-weeny New Year's resolutions. And if we feel we haven't done it, here's mid-year or more than mid-year, let's, let's, let's tone them down so they are doable. And those doable New Year's resolutions should make us rise above ourselves and not succumb to what we're doing, because it says in Tehillim, Nishpati va kayema lishmor I swore and I should be able to keep the mishpatim you have. That doesn't mean you should swear. That's, we're not loath to swear necessarily. But to stand up, to withstand trials and tribulations, a person has to introspect. And now we have time in our little sheltered existence, introspect what can I do, what little thing can I do, let's say, that stops me from speaking Lush and her? Is it learning halachas? Is it abstaining from certain people? Be prepared when I approach certain people what I'm going to talk about. Or it could be anything. If I get nervous, Erev Shabbos, what am I going to do to help me overcome this problem? What can I do? Make it earlier. Or whatever it may be. All the different things, whatever it is, in whatever way that we want to improve, it'll all come from people that preceded them that made some type of Kabbalah, made some type of, I am not gonna just sit, I had to do an action. I have to do that action. Abstaining from teeny weeny things like 30 days without a, a you know, not drinking wine or going away from a mace, you know, maintain, and maintenance is very important, and maintenance is to try to keep it up. If we could keep it up, then we have reached a new Madraga because that inspiration momentarily is not what's gonna get us anywhere. Is taking it to the next level and maintaining it. That's where we find that we finally reach something, if we can take it to the next level. One minute. I just – something else I wanted to add on. Just give me a minute, please. I told you this lecture is a little bit more discombobulated because of – Each person has a different potential. of Kayan. He it brings it says that often a Nazar has to bring a khatas because his problem is he didn't maintain. He had this inspiration. He says, No, no, thirty days are over, I don't want to keep it. Now, it's to say some some apportion say it should have been a nazar That's what he did wrong. Or at least some other people say, didn't it? The Alshach says, but can't you can't you Change somehow your life. Drink less wine than before. So in any case, they bring a chatas, a, a korban, an offering that's for some, a sinner to show us we have to maintain according to our level. It says, call Hashem by koach. Hashem gives strength in his koach. What does koach mean? The strength of Hashem is in the koach of each person. Each person is judged according to his own potential and what he can overcome. To say, I overcome more than my neighbor does not help us. It says, you know, very famous Gemara that, um, by the way, I just realized this is not, not a tzadakakayin, this is Ramechel Bernbaum who is the mishkech and Ramechel finds in So Ramechel Bernbaum says the following. He says, he says, Kol Hashem Bakach. Kol is in the Koch of you, of what you can overcome, how much you can maintain. And we never know how much, so we have to keep going all the time. Step by step, of course. That's the only way to do it. But it says, call Hashem according to your potential. What we're really saying is that, says that in the Gemara, that at the end of days, um, people are going to see that the world was an upside down world. One Tana actually experienced this. He said, I see the people that were on top, or on the bottom, people from the bottom, on the top. How could that be? Come on. But Chaim Kenyevsky is definitely not going to be like with the drunkards in the world to come. You know, but what it means to say is, what we see in this world is what a person achieves. We see this person learn so much Gemara. This person gave so much Tzedakah. And we see in ourselves even that that's, it looks like that's what we achieved. But really, Kol did you achieve your potential? That we'll only know in the world to come. And sometimes people who are greater than us, it's because they were born that way. There was nurture. There was nature. There was all kinds of things. What really counted was how much did you overcome yourself? That's really what counts. Kol In your koach, in your potential, did you overcome yourself? That's your trial and tribulation here. Last but not least, we find that it's brought down that the Nasean, at the end of the Parsha, they each brought an identical Corbin. First time around, they gave actually something more glamorous. They gave what's called the Avne Shoham. There were these beautiful jewels that fell down with the mun. They gathered them, they gave them away. They gave them away for the kosher mishpat, for the uh, breastplate of the coin guttle, precious gems. However, says Rashi, they were taken to task because they said, let's fill in what other people have not given. They gave last. They didn't, so this time the museum came, and this week's Parsha, they gave first to show we're not going to wait to see what's missing. We're going to give of our own volition. Now, What's wrong with that attitude to give, you know, wait to see what's needed and we'll give. And look at, they gave generously what was wrong from that. You can understand it. I heard this from Mornichai Miller, that's so all. It says, um, by David Melech, for example, by Yomer HaMelech el Nasan HaNavi, Reina Anochi Yosheh Be'es HaRazim, says in Shvul base Perak Zion. Dovodah Melech said, look, I'm dwelling in the king's palace. I'm doing my palace, and God doesn't have a home. He's just behind a curtain. The Kodesh HaKadashim is just sitting behind a curtain. I have to build a base of make dish. So Masan Navi says, Lo Atat Sivna, you're not going to build the base of make dish. you first made your own covenant before mine, that you you saw yourself now in this holy, in this you know beautiful, glamorous palace, and now you want to build for Hashem? I swear to you that your son Shlomo is going to build the base of the this, Because it says in the first uh, first year, Shlomo, before he had a palace, he built Hashem's palace. Now, David and Melech only realized the lacking when he saw himself living a certain way, and he saw Hashem didn't have palace, then he felt it, which is a big thing still. But Shlomo did that first, he felt Hashem's presence came first, and then he built his own home. We find that we're not supposed to give. Our kavanah in giving is not supposed to be to fill a shortage. That's what the museum did wrong. Their feeling should be, I want to give. I want to give just because I want to give. David Amalek should have felt Hashem's covet without being prompted. He didn't need a prompt. He should want the covet of Hashem. It shouldn't be after he gets coveted, he sees Hashem's covet. And same thing with tzedakah. It's a, it's a parallel idea. We shouldn't get tzedakah because there's a need. We should want to give because we should want to give. That's what was done wrong. It says, in Gevara Sota, Amar when it says, You should follow the ways of God. Can a person go like the ways of God? But you go after his Midos, just like he's Malbisharum, Rumi, just like he clothes the naked. You should, Hashem dressed out of Marisha you should dress people. It says, Hashem is Mavakar Cholim. He did it by Avram. You should be Mavakar Cholim. Hashem buries the dead. You should bury it, it. Like you buried Moshe Rabbeinu, you should bury the dead. Hashem comforts the Yitzchak when he lost his mourners. You, should, you too should act so similarly. So the Marami Prague asks the Kasha, says, why do we learn Hashem's Midos of Chesed? Why don't we learn Hashem's Midos of Din? Why do we have to follow Hashem? The way to follow the Shina is to be a Baal Chesed. Because you know what a bigan bal chesed should be, on your own volition. It's when you make the best choices of all. Is when you go rise above yourself. That's when you're. And the best way to rise above yourself is chesed, because chesed means I normally would think of myself, and instead I overcome myself. Rav says, why do we have a sense of self in order to rise above it, <laughs> and why why is there a community and an individual? Because an individual could be second himself. And this makes you go above yourself. This way we're greater than angels. When we, chesed means you're just giving. And says that tzedakah is not as great as gemilas chesed. Because tzedakah is just to the poor. Gemilas chesed is to rich and poor. Gemilas chesed is for people that don't need. You're doing it for yourself. You are going above yourself every time you think of others. That's giving you your independence. So let's remember these basic concepts. I know I threw a lot at us today. But those are that we can answer our questions of the Nazir. Usually being a Nazir, abstaining from this world too much, is not taking the world God gave us. But there are times in our own little ways we have to make a Kabbalah. Those Kabbalas that we make that we're going to, like, say, whatever it may be, stop cooking three hours before Shabbos if we see it gets too, too late, too close to Shabbos, or any little thing that we abstain from. Abstinence sounds so foreign to Jewish ears, and we don't abstain like Christians. We're not, like, totally abstinent. But we do abstain not just in mitzvahs. We're supposed to think of things that we need to do to rise above ourselves, coming from hints that God gives us that things we're doing wrong. And that's what the, 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 the sota is supposed to teach the nazir. The great thing about the, remember, the, the shim is if a nazir does things and he maintains it, he does it out of sechel. He's, he's abstaining for something that makes sense because he wants to minimize this world and not let it take advantage of him, that's when he's going to get reward. And our thoughts are what counts from the every It doesn't matter if you do what everybody else does. It's your thoughts that count. It's how you say your Ani, how you say brachas. That's what counts in Shemaim. not that you said extra tehillim or that you did extra deeds. It's that we have to do our deeds with purity. Like the Rambam says, every mitzvah we do with kavana, with full kavana, no other ulterior motive is what gives us our olam haba. The number of mitzvahs, number of mitzvahs, some people die early, some people live long. That's not the point. The point is, what do you do with total shleimus? And that shleimus comes from rising above ourselves, from having the right kevanus, from changing, not just the muster scale and thinking we've gone, gone the full mileage because we saw something that's so typical, that already now I'm ready for olam haba. We have to do actions. In the, but the inner world, the independence from this world, the independence you know, and, and independence means I do need help. I have to use some kind of tactic to not let this world rule over me, but I have to rule over this world. And with these tactics, and with this hashishkapa, we should all be to improve ourselves, do chuva from all the things that we're seeing, we're witnessing in our day, which we don't understand what's going on. We don't understand it from day to day. We've got all kinds of things we're grappling with. We should be Mashiach meshiach tukenu b'nayrav yamenu. Amen.